Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. It's just me here. Good evening. Okay. Good evening. <coughs> well, this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Amen. Good evening to everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Amen. Pastor Lena is in charge. I'm muting my phone. Amen. 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 Um, We thank and praise God for another chance, another opportunity to study his word, to learn of his um, goodness, and to uh, put his goodness into practice in our daily lives. We are in our last week of our Bible study on praise and worship. Um, We're going to talk tonight about um, worshiping in truth. As believers, you must worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Before we go any further, let us begin with a word of prayer. Gracious and everlasting Father, God, we come on this evening, Lord, to say thank you. Thank you, God, for this chance to study your word. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to fellowship with other believers. Now, Lord, we ask you that you would speak to your teacher on tonight, that the words that you would have for your people will go forth. Asking, O oh God, that you would speak to your people, that their hearts would be open and receptive to your word. In the master's name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. 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 Um, I have a few scriptures that we're going to um, follow through with on tonight. Um, and it's just going to be dealing a lot with worshiping the Lord in spirit. I mean, in worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. Um, again, we do understand that when we worship the Lord, we worship him. Um, because of the oddness of who he is, because of his greatness. We do realize that um, everything cannot worship God, and worship requires having a relationship with the Father. And so as we have a relationship with the Father, um, our relationship um, manifests in spirit and in truth (laughs) on how we will relate with him and activate our uh, and stimulate our relationship with him. So let's look at John, um, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse number 23. John, the fourth chapter, verse number 23. It's going to be one of our scriptures that we will start with. Um, As believers, we are called to worship in spirit and in truth and you might be wondering, how can I worship God daily? How can I worship him in my home or wherever I am? And the good news is that I thank God that we live in the United States of America, despite of all what is going on and what we may like or dislike about the country in which we live in. But the one great thing about the country in which we live in, we are free to worship our own God. And that is a good thing. 
considering that some other countries people cannot worship, they cannot pray, they cannot be caught even reading or carrying Bibles. But we have this freedom, and um, I thank God for that freedom. But all the time, just because we have the freedom, we don't necessarily walk in that freedom. We don't necessarily follow up and utilize that freedom to our greatest advantage. Um, John 4, 23. Uh, you probably still hear me flipping pages in my Bible. When someone has it, they can begin reading. It says, but the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I thought this was a good scripture, um, simply because um, as we look at our society and the times in which we are living, I, I want to say that the, the climate is high with a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of confusions, and just a lot of things going on in societal times. And as believers, if we don't stand for something, we're going to fall for anything. God is looking for us to stand. We have a tendency to whine, cry, and complain about what is not happening in our uh, earth, in our communities, in our cities, in our regions. But the biggest thing that is not happening is that we're not standing in our place as the believers that God has called us to be. One thing I do know, and we've already experienced it as a body, a local body, that when we come together on one accord, things change. When we stand for stand on right and righteousness, when we stand on the word of God, we uh, through our faith in him, invoke change. <clears throat> well, one of the ways that we are able to manage that is through our relationship with the Father. And our relationship is built and it grows on us knowing the heart of God, us knowing where God is and how God feels about us. And we learn that through his word just like a relationship with any parent and child. The child learns how the parent feels about them through their words and their actions that they share with the child. Um, if you never interact with the child or share with the child, you don't. the child never knows how you feel about them. Um, and so the, our father, he shares himself with us. He opened up himself with us through his word. And so he just asked that we as believers would worship him and worship him not just in uh, in the presence of others, but even worship him in our own private time, in our alone time, where we um, can truly not only worship him, but then we can receive from him. As we're worshiping, he can give back to us. He can speak to us, and he can lead us and guide us through many situations that we may be facing in our daily lives. We have to be careful, though, because Colossians 2 and 8 tells us, Beware, lest anyone cheat you 
through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And with that, we're, we want to make certain that we understand and know God's word for ourselves. And that's where he opens himself up to us through the word. We need to hear his word. We need to read his word so that we can then be better worshipers. When you don't understand what worship is, you that's another reason why you, you can't worship or you don't worship. Um, sometimes people have a tendency to have a misconception by what takes place in a church service. And some some of the things that are called or considered worship is not worship. And so we have to be cautious and be careful that um, we don't get caught up and be uh, misled by the cunning craftiness of man because we don't understand or know what worship is. Amen? Amen. So worship is a very um, vital part of our relationship with the Father, our communication and our constant um, connection with him. Any thoughts or ideas before I move on? Mm-mm. Amen. Um, as we continue here looking at at worship, um, I actually found something from Brother Kenneth Copeland um, that talks about um, true worship. And he says, mm-hmm. the first step in understanding how to worship is recognizing whom to worship. We worship the Father in spirit and in truth. When we worship um, we worship in truth, we don't worship empty philosophies that come from the world's thinking. And that, that's where the verse Colossians 2 and um, 8 came from. Instead, we focus on the message and the truth of Jesus Christ. So the only way we can actually worship uh, uh, really, really get to a place of worship is when we, we need to know the truth of him. We need to know who he is. We need to know what his word says about him. When we see how he parted the sea um, and allowed the children of Israel to walk across on dry land, when we see how he uh, Jesus healed the sick and how people were raised from the dead, when we see that, we can be in awe of the great things that he does. Uh, we can be uh, sure that <laughs> if he done it before, that he'll do it again. Um, and don't get caught up, again, in the cunning ways of man. It's very easy to get caught up in the cunning ways of man because we see how people are coming out with all these different philosophies, these different uh, manners of, in their own way, I guess it's a manner of worshiping something but not necessarily worshiping God, um, the mm-hmm. almighty God. They're worshiping mm-hmm. God with a little deep, but they're not necessarily worshiping the almighty God with the big G. And we see it in our daily lives. We see it with people we encounter. You know, we got to hold on to our heritage. We got to hold on to this, that, or the other. Or um, there are some people that worship the, the earth and not God, you know. Well, God created the heavens and the earth. So how can you worship his 
things that he put in it that he allowed you to see, like the earth, but he's not worth it, the person who created the heavens and the earth. So we have to be mindful that we don't get caught up in those things. He goes on to say, so let the message about Christ in its richness fill our lives, teach and counsel each other um, with all wisdom that he gives. Sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankfulness. This is what God is looking for from us. When we're in worship, uh, it, that's a time of that you just really uh, in a personal place with God. Um, I often will say um, if I'm leading worship to just think about who he is to you, you know, how he uh, consistently manifests his goodness in your life. Even when we're not necessarily worthy to receive his goodness, he just consistently manifests his goodness in our lives. Um, heard a story of a um, young man who did all that he wanted to do in the world, had his own way, had a good time in life, partied like a rock star. And came a time where this man was in a destitute place, and he had a need that um, was so detrimental that his life depended on it. And even though he had did his own thing, went his own way, didn't acknowledge God, had his own party, and thought life was, uh, as Frank Sinatra would say, doing it my way, when it came down to the wire and he was about to lose his life, he then began to call upon God. He began to repent. And upon his repentance, God accepted him, accepted his repentance, and he ultimately was healed from the sickness that he was experiencing. So I said that to say that uh, God is looking for us to get to a point where we're true. Now, he had to go through a lot of stuff. He had to come to a point of being on his deathbed. But at that point, when he got to that point, he realized that I, all that stuff I did didn't mean anything. All them people I was hanging out with and I thought I was doing doing it my way was empty. It was worthless when it comes down to the wire. I'm nothing without God. So I had, he had to turn from his way to turn to God's way. So this is what God is looking for from us. We study his word. We read his word. We, we try to live his word. And so, therefore, we definitely should not find ourselves in that type of predicament. But however the case may be, sometimes we get a little beside ourselves and we get a little haughty in our walk. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that when it's all said and done, it's all about him. Mm-hmm. You know, be careful that we're not worshiping things and we're not worshiping people. Um, I think we mentioned this in our in um in our Sunday school lesson how um the, the how the disciples they were in awe and in worship of the the statue or the character of Jesus and did not even understand the compassion of Jesus. How he was compassionate wow. on the woman who came and worshiped him by giving her all and her best towards him. And they're like, hey, hey, don't, yeah. don't be wasting this oil. You could have did something better with this oil. We could have sold it and gave money to the poor. And sometimes mm-hmm. we, we get misdirected in that same manner where we mm-hmm. focusing on doing things as opposed to doing the thing that is most important, and that is <laughs> truly 
worshiping God with our whole heart, being in a place where we are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Amen? Amen. When it comes to worship, it is important for us as believers to prepare, okay? As um, even on Sunday as um, Jessica and Matthew um, are our worship leaders, before they get there on Sunday, they spend time during the week preparing. Some of that preparation is rehearsing. But some of that preparation also includes preparing themselves spiritually, spending time in prayer, spending time in devotion. Um, when we come together, we will sing on one accord. We will sing praises and <laughs> we will sing worship songs together. But it's important you get the most out of that experience when you have spent some time with the Lord throughout the week. Have you ever seen somebody who um, thought they had it so together that um, when it was time to perform, they just were able, they just got up and started performing instead of preparing for the performance? Um and they thought that they thought they had it all together. Sometimes I think we fall into that same mold where we think we have it all together, and so then when it's time to perform, we just get out there and start performing. I told the kids that today at school we were we practicing for our standardized test, and they was like, "Why we got to practice? You giving us the answer? You know?" They didn't understand the whole process of why do we have to do this. And so I told him, I said, so it's, we, this practice is just like a, a baseball game. So we're a baseball team, and before we play the big game, we got to practice. We got to practice, and we got to make our mistakes. We got to correct our mistakes. And while, we, while you're doing those making mistakes and correcting mistakes, I'm the coach, so I'm going to coach you along the way so you have an idea on how to play the game when it's time to play the game. But the same thing with our walk. If we don't prepare ourselves, if we don't practice, and when I say practice, I mean study God's word. If we don't have devotion time, if we are not praying, when we get to church on Sunday, our worship is really can be empty, considered empty, because we have not deposited anything into our worship walk. So when we get there, okay, we can be worshiping, but are we worshiping in spirit and in truth, or are we just worshiping in action? Uh, in behavior because this is what everybody else is doing, you know. And so we have to be careful. I've gone to worship services, and um, there are times that I've been there, and it's been so much going on at that particular time that I've kind of sat back and not necessarily participated in what was going forth because there was so much that was going forth that was not in spirit and in truth. And so, and as a consequence, my spirit was <laughs> reflect and could not join in. As believers, we should be set apart. Not that we're standing in judgment of anyone else, but we should, when we worship in spirit and in truth, our spirit man will connect with the spirit of God when the spirit of the Lord is going forth. 
So when we're in places and worship is going forth, our spirit should connect to the spirit of the Lord that is going forth in that particular worship experience. And if it doesn't, then we might need to check our own temperature, you know. And I, I'm really I'm one that's good for that, like, okay, Lord, help me, because I know in, in my humanness sometimes I could possibly be in a judgmental state. I could be in a, a jealousy state. I could be in any kind of state. Because as human beings, we have all these characteristics that just um, chase us down and try to consume us, you know, and we have to be careful that we, you know, don't allow them to consume us. But sometimes they'll sneak up on us and we don't even realize that we're operating in jealousy. We don't realize that we're operating in uh, judgment. Sometimes we don't even realize we're operating in those veins. So we have to be careful (laughs) and be in constant communication with the Father when we feel like we're going in that direction so that he can help to redirect us. Amen? First Corinthians uh, 14 and 26. If someone could find that and read it for me. <laughs> 14 and 26? Yes. When then shall we say, brothers, when you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All of these must be done for the strengthening of the church. Here Paul is is expounding on the aspect of orderly worship, okay? Um, While orderly worship is, not the immediate topic here, um, the scripture shows the importance of preparing for worship. The one singing needs to select the songs and practice and prepare his heart before the service begins. <laughs> um, likewise, the one that's teaching needs to be prepared to receive and deliver the message before the service. The responsibility to prepare Uh, for worship don't just fall on the worship team and the pastor. We all should come to the house of worship prepared, okay? We all, everybody. It's not just on the pastor and the worship team. Everybody should come prepared, whether you're going to be singing, you're going to be teaching, you're going to be preaching, you're going to be speaking, whatever you're going to be doing, you're going to be serving. Even if you're the usher, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the usher, if you're the janitor, if you're the water person, whatever your, your role is when you come to worship. Because you're, you, when you come to worship, you come to worship God. And sometimes we worship him even in our serving. So just because, oh, well, I'm just the, um, I'm just the church janitor. Okay, so you're serving. That's your service is to be the church janitor. So therefore, yo, you should have a good heart. Have you ever been somewhere where somebody was cleaning up and their attitude and their aura about them was nasty and ugly? And you're like, oh, let me get out this person's way because I don't want them to sweep me with their broom or, or try to throw my stuff away. You know, <laughs> when you have a servant's heart and, and you're in a place where you're, your heart is focused on worshiping God through this serving, you're pleasant. You're joyful. And even as you sweep the floor, you can sweep the floor with so much joy and excitement that you make others be wanting to help you sweep the floor. Um, 
You ever went to a church and, and you ran into the mean usher? I met the mean usher. Just because you're the usher, you're still a servant, and you're serving. So in that place of service, you need to be pleasant. Well, if, you, if you're worshiping God, if you're spending time in devotion, if you're in, if spending time in prayer, if you're coming to worship, prepared to worship, when you begin to serve in whatever capacity that you're serving in, God will get the glory. God will receive from your heart what you're giving out. But if you don't come prepared, then he's going to see that nasty stuff that we're letting out, where we are not treating people kind and we're not welcoming those that come into the ministry that don't necessarily look like us. Amen? Amen. Sunday worship is not the time to entertain, and I know that some, some places have kind of gone to that extreme. But uh, we should be expecting to um, serve, okay? It's a time to serve and to honor God and to praise him and to be strengthened by him while we're serving. Um, God's word is so prominent and so strong, and he talks about uh, giving us strength when we're weak. And sometimes we may come to the place where we are weak, and when we're in that weak place, God will give us strength. Um, I've known people who, at our old church, who some of the older ladies, they'd be serving, they'd be the usher, or they'd be the, the, the nurse, and they'd be walking around there. There's one lady I never forget, she was a church nurse, and she was really older, and she was sickly and having a lot of uh, medical challenges, but she never missed her Sunday. When it was her time to be the nurse and to do her nurse work, she was right there serving, worshiping God through her service. And therefore, he was getting all the glory from what she did. And when she passed away, she passed away peacefully. God will reward us for our service. And he does not ever sleep or slumber, so therefore he never missed what we do good, bad, or indifferent. He never missed what we do. As believers, as worshipers, we need to have our hearts and our thoughts fixed on the truth of God's word and what he's done for us. We need to pray for the service and ask the Lord to help us, to help uh, help us receive him um, as he is speaking to us, as he's uh, encouraging us through song, encouraging us through scriptures, However, the Lord may be speaking to us on that day, and he speaks to each and every one of us in service in his own way and in his own time. It's important for us as um, believers that we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. We can't come there with our hearts half-hearted and um, expect to be uh, considered a good worshiper or you know, feel like I hear sometimes people like, ooh, we slayed the church. Church was, ooh, we did this at the church. And I get a little concerned when you've done it. You know, people ask me all the time, how was worship service? I said, worship was great. The Spirit of the Lord came by and paid us a visit. You know, it was good, not because the, the pastor preached so good, but because the Spirit, we had a visitation from the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Um, 
think I've shared these before, the seven ways to express worship to the Lord. We can express worship through uh, kneeling. Um, Psalm 72 and 12 tells us that he will rescue the poor when they cry out to him. He will help the oppressed who have no one to defend them. Um, the word barak means to bow down or to kneel before the Lord. So one of the ways that we can express worship is through kneeling. I remember as a little kid, the deacons, when they would do devotion at the beginning of worship service, they got on their knees and prayed, you know, in the front of the church. Um, so they were worshiping God there on their knees. Um, First Chronicles 16 and 4, David says, David appointed the following Levites to lead the people in worship before the ark of the Lord, to invoke his blessing, to give thanks, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. So the word for that is halea, means to be clear, to shine, to boast, to show, to rave, to celebrate. We celebrate our God. Um, and it's important as believers in our worship experience that we celebrate God. When something good happens, when, even when something that happens that's not so good, something that's indifferent. Um, I've been, my little saying I've been saying for the past couple of weeks since I've moved from one classroom to the, to the next classroom, my saying has been that uh, God has something really in store for me because he moved me from a very comfortable place a very uncomfortable place <laughs> that every day I'm experiencing something a little indifferent for my character. <laughs> However, I, I just hold on because I know that everything that occurs in our lives, whether we want to believe it or not, has a spiritual denominator that carries it. Um, young lady was saying this morning how she was having a hard time. Um, she's on her way to work, but she couldn't get in her car because of the frost, and her car was frozen, and it was causing her to be, uh, to run behind schedule and to be late. Well, uh, because she was late, she missed two major car accidents on her way in. So the idea or the premise that the Lord allowed her to be running late was a blessing to her because in being late, she missed those accidents. God already knew that those accidents were going to occur. And he was saving her from being a part of those accidents, either being in it or uh, being in the, held up by them. You know, and so we have to understand that everything has a spiritual denominator. Amen? Amen. Amen. Does somebody have something they want to share? Mm-mm. All right. Um, another um, word that we use in worship is Shabbat, means to shout loudly. Um, Psalms 47 and 1 tells us, come on, let me say, come, everyone, clap your hands, shout to the Lord with a joyful praise, Shabbat the Lord, to shout loudly. Um, and sometimes we're loud, sometimes we're not. But even sometimes when you get in your own personal worship, sometimes you're not loud. You know, worship is not always loud. So just because you're loud doesn't mean that you're worshiping, okay? I just want to make that clear. But that this Psalms 47 just talks about, come, everyone, clap your hands and shout to God with a joyful praise. Um, 
Another word is taldao, which means extend your hands out like for thanksgiving. Um, Psalms 50 and 23 says, but giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Extending your hands or raising your hands in thanksgiving unto the Father. Okay? Um, <clears throat> amen. Being a worshiper is a is our first duty. Very important. It's 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 a very important part of our responsibility as believers is to be a worshiper for the Lord. Be not just a worshiper, but be an awesome example of who He is in the earth. Um, God is looking for those of us that will stand in spite of anything that we may be facing, in spite of what the world may say. Um, He's looking for those of us that are willing to stand and worship him, express reverence towards him, um, demonstrate a sense of awe of his goodness, you know, willing to bow before him, willing to esteem the worth of God, willing to give him place. Uh, Sometimes we get so busy that we don't give him the place that he deserves in our lives because we're busy. I got things to do. I've been working on trying to get our income tax filed since Saturday since I came home from the school getaway, and I'm still not complete. You know, I got things to do. You know, so I I get to that. I get to worship later. I read my Bible a little little bit when I get down. You know, and and we have to not do that. We have to be deliberate in establishing a plan of worship and praise in our personal time. So that when we get to the public worship and praise, it's more. It has more truth in its spirit. It's more. It has more truth based because we've already done. We've already practiced before we got there. Amen. Amen. We have some some great biblical um, biblical people who, um, if you really want to learn how to worship God and and how to um, improve your worship life, that if you read and study these people, you will um, pretty much get it it tied down in a manner that will be pleasing to God. We know Abraham was a great worshiper. Um, Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son. for God, you know, and worship worship does take some sacrifice. When we get up at 5 a.m., if anybody gets up out of the bed and get on the floor and actually start, it, start their day with worship and praising God after our prayer, that's a sacrifice. I know for me it's a sacrifice to, hit, to get out of that bed. I was just having a conversation uh, a little while ago uh, with someone about um some exercise, and I want to exercise with our pastor, but he go after prayer. I don't want to go after prayer because I have a hard time letting my bed go. You know, and so when I do get up and let that bed go, it's a sacrifice, and God honors our sacrifice. Um, 
Another great worshiper was David. You know, David worshiped the Lord so that he danced out of his clothing. You know, and he was willing to uh, give his all unto God because he understood the value that God had in his life, and he trusted what he was learning from God. Amen. Um, so God is looking for some true and willing worshipers. And so I just want to leave you with this one question. Can he count on you? Can God count on you to be a true worshiper that is willing to worship him in spirit and in truth? Amen. Anything anybody would like to share? No testimonies on worship or praise? Amen. Okay. All right. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of that particular lesson. Um, like I said, I didn't want to extend the lesson um, too long because it really was a refresher for us. I will bring for you on Sunday um, the words, the seven words that I just gave you for worship. I'll bring you a copy of those on Sunday that you may take them and um, do whatever you want to do with them to um, help increase your your worship experience and your worship vocabulary. Amen. We're going to get ready to close out with a word of prayer. Um, remember that on Wednesday, if you're available, that they'll be having food giveaway at the senior building. So anybody that's available to go over and help pass on Wednesday, I'm sure he would greatly appreciate it. And then Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. And so we will be... Um, celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Invite somebody, bring somebody to church with you on Sunday. Let's make Resurrection Sunday a great Sunday at Missionaries for Christ. Um, Also remember that we're not going to have church school on Sunday um, because we need to get out on time so that um, because the park district will be closing early. Amen. So if anybody is coming, tell them they need to try to come on time because we're going to be getting out of there. Amen. Amen. Let us close out with a word of prayer. God, we thank you and we praise you. Father, we magnify and glorify your name. Now, Lord, we ask that you would just bless, oh God, this lesson that we have completed on praise and worship God. We thank you, oh God, even for the opportunity to revisit this particular lesson. Now, Father, we ask that you will bless each and every person, um, every each and every member of Missionaries for Christ. God, we even want you to bless those that are on the way. We thank you, God, that men are coming from the north, the east, the west, and the south to partake of the good news and become a part of the local body. Father, we ask that you will bless our pastor, crown his head with wisdom and knowledge, encourage him, empower him, and uplift him. In the master's name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. 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 All right, we want to say good night to you all, and I will see you on Sunday. Blessings to you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.